0: Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach and you're listening to Green Juice and Tequila. Green Juice and Tequila represents the earthy, organic, natural vibes colliding with raw, imperfect, and unfiltered stories. Some of us can have it all together, y'all. Eating the latest, health nut craze, drink our green juice, meditate every morning, but we also have a side that's vulnerable, real, and sometimes stressed. Life throws you curveballs, y'all, and that's okay. You can be both, green juice and tequila. Well, hello, y'all. Thank you so much for joining in on another episode of Green Juice and Tequila. This episode is so special and dear to me because... The guest that I have on today has been my spiritual guide and teacher for quite some time now, and she honestly has impacted not only my life but I know so many people in Austin, um, even outside of Austin, has she has impacted so. I'm excited to have my dear friend, Heather Elizabeth, on this episode today. She is a Reiki master healer. Um, We call her the modern day wizard. Um, She's going to speak to us about the Mayan calendar, um, how Reiki works and the impact of Reiki, along with some cool spiritual little nuggets that we've got to share on that's going on in our universe right now. So, Definitely sit back, maybe even grab a little cup of tea, and get ready to dive in and listen to this freaking spiritual awesome podcast. Yay! Thanks, Heather, for being on here. I'm so grateful. Thank you,
1: Melissa. I am beyond grateful and thrilled and honored to get to be with you and be with everyone and share this sacred space together. It's just so amazing. I know
0: how fun that we get to like collaborate on something like this together. Like who would have thought years ago when I first met Heather, I was always like, we should do this together. We should do that. Um, If you know me, I do tend to over manifest on things sometimes. Um, but Heather, before we get deep into some of this, these fun little topics we're gonna address today, I would love to have you kind of share your background, your background story, and what kind of um got you to the space in your journey that you're currently on right now.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. I'm always excited to share and um intrigued as to what comes out. I know, right? Because <laughs> it's always different. Um you know what I do feel called um, to share in this moment about my journey actually dates all the way back to when I was 13 years old, Mm -hmm. um, which was quite a while ago now. I was um, living in Dallas. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. And for my 13th birthday, my hairdresser, hairstylist, who I was really good friends with, I think that kind of works for (laughs) all of us. We get to be good friends with our um, stylists and people that beautify us, Um, she took me to see a psychic for my 13th birthday in Dallas. And this was in 1987. So, I mean, it still can be taboo in certain circles. It certainly was then. And so she took me to see this psychic and the psychic actually ended up um, putting me in an altered state. So she hypnotized me and put me in a trance and guided me through an experience of remembering past lives, being able to look into future potentials of how my life was going to unfold. And it literally blew my mind um, and my heart wide open. And really, I often use the word activated because I feel like we all have the wisdom of the universe within us. It's just a matter of remembering and being activated into it. So it really activated me into a deep, I would say ancient part of myself.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Um
1: at 13 years old. And as my journey has unfolded, 13, which I know we'll talk more about this, the energy of 13 has become very sacred to me and a huge part of my journey and what I'm guided to invite others into alignment with, so that really set me on a trajectory. Oh my gosh! <laughs> of yeah.
0: This at, mystical seeking uh, at journey. Years old too. That is such like a. I'm thinking of like my my daughter who's going to be twelve. Like just how that's such a pivotal moment as a child to be able to to activate something like that. And I, you know, it's funny. I was like talking to a friend of mine who's a counselor too. And she was saying, you know, when all of her kids were eight years old, that she knew what they were going to be when they got older, just based on what their experiences were at that time and what they were interested Mm -hmm. in. So it's just like, gives me goosebumps (laughs) to think of that at 13, you had that experience. Oh my gosh. How amazing.
1: It it really, really was. And something divine about that timing. Well, a couple of pieces, um, 13, when we turn 13, that is a extremely significant initiatory passage in a person's life where we are shifting from being that child to being, um, into an adolescent Mm -hmm. really. And throughout time, um, with, indigenous cultures, there would be rituals and ceremonies to really honor that passage and um, to initiate a person into this next phase of being a divine being in this human journey. So having that happen for me at 13 was an initiation. Mm -hmm. And also I mentioned it was 1987. um, I turned 13 just a few moons after the Harmonic Convergence, which if um, some of us aren't familiar with that, the Harmonic Convergence was the first worldwide organized meditation for peace and unity consciousness on the planet. It was a massive experiment, honestly, Mm -hmm. into the power of intention and prayer and, and what that can truly shift and really from that point forward we've been on this as a family of humanity accelerated journey of um consciousness and evolution that is so, so cool. so that was a really awesome no alignment you are there hey you are
0: oh my gosh that makes complete <laughs> sense now complete sense so you grew up in the Dallas area when when you started going into more of your counseling, like that whole layer and piece, I feel like is such a crucial part in what you're offering now. So when did you know that that was like, what were the kind of the steps that you took to figure out that's what you wanted to do?
1: That's a beautiful question. And there's a cool synchronicity about that, Melissa, you know, that I was just in Colorado, Mm -hmm. um, just this past weekend. And that's where I went to college, both for my undergraduate and my graduate degrees in social work. Um, And I actually visited my alma mater yesterday, University of Denver, is where I got my graduate degree. And that was 20 years ago (laughs) that I was there. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. So a a full circle kind of experience with all of that for me in this now moment. Um, And as I would say, as young of an age as I can recall, I always knew that I was here to take care of people to Mm -hmm. support people. I I used to use the word help. That doesn't resonate for me anymore. I resonate with empower. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always known that. And I I always knew that I wanted to be a counselor. And I kind of played with psychology in the beginning of my um, uh, college experience. And that wasn't really where I was feeling led. Um, And then I discovered social work and it just, it, it, Brought me so much joy, everything about it, especially not only the counseling piece, um, especially the social justice piece and that being such a core value um, with social work. And it really coming from a place of knowing that if we're able to create societies, cultures, a planet where everyone has um, everything they need, the support that they need to thrive they truly are capable of anything that their heart desires oh, and that yeah. every single human being deserves that. Part of this awakening we're all having is, is really claiming that, you yeah. know, that this equality must happen in order for us to evolve as a family of humanity. So that's a core value for social work. It has been since its inception. And that really drew me in. And fortunately, um, I had opportunities in my education to begin to have seeds planted for me of how I can hold this space as a counselor um, in this spiritual context. Yes. And that has only can obviously expanded oh, yeah. in the last 20 years yeah. in just massive ways. Um, but that I I love being a social worker. I'm so proud to be part of that lineage. It's a core part of who I am and have felt this re-emergence of this passion for social justice just, you know, really almost overwhelm me
0: over the last few years. What was that moment that crossed you over? Like when you were in, because I know that there's going to be folks out there listening to this that are in the industry or the field of counseling or social work and are also very spiritual-minded people. Like, how did you make the jump, and then how did you fuse those kind of worlds together? Mm. It's an awesome question. <laughs> um. <laughs> now that we're getting deep in here, yes. a little tequila. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I would say, Melissa, it was very much... Um, Of course, it always does. It began with my personal journey Mm -hmm. of awakening where I um, had a time in my life, it was 13 years ago. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Oh my gosh. Um, 2006, where I was in a relationship, I was married in a relationship that um, very much had the journey of addiction as part of it. Um, Both the person I was married to was... Walking the journey of addiction, and I was as well because I was addicted to him
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that codependent yeah. kind of yeah. um pattern, and that of that of course was translating into my professional realm mm-hmm. as well. I was working in hospice and um was l- bringing my work home with me mm. all the time. I can you know just imagine. worrying um feeling like I needed to fix things, that it was my responsibility um of things that I absolutely have no control over, right? Mm-hmm. But at the time I didn't have that awareness. So it, it was really taking a tremendous toll on oh, my well-being. I can of, only imagine you know, mind,
0: how body, spirit. Draining. That's one thing I have just mad respect for those in the industry of like healthcare and nursing and doctors and psychologists and counselors. Like not feeling like you're re- of responsible mm-hmm. for healing or fixing mm-hmm. that person and then bringing, not bringing it home and the disconnect that you have to learn yeah. how to have. Like I just mad respect yeah. it. it would be hard for me to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, um, it was, I, it, I felt like it was much more difficult, um, than it really is. Okay. And I had to go through what I call a dark night of the soul mm-hmm. in which you know, I knew that if I did not surrender mm-hmm. to my healing path, that it was going to be extremely detrimental for my well-being and and the person I was married to. Mm, yeah. um, and then, of course, everyone that I was, you know, working for, that's um, not helpful to them either to mm-hmm. be in that uh, fix-it, you know, trying to control, you know, I, ca- I call myself a recovering control
0: freak. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can, I'm probably on that same club you're on. <laughs> I feel the same way. I feel like as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's totally talking to me right now. I can relate to this on so many levels. Oh my gosh, yeah, It is it is a, I feel a
1: universal kind of journey in one way or another. And I would say, especially for women,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, we're just wired to be these caregivers and um, and have been conditioned to think that that is, you know, just giving, and giving, and giving, and give. If you don't have time for yourself, that's okay. You know, yeah. and if you want to have time for yourself, you're selfish and just, I mean, we're, we're uh, blowing the lid off all that right oh my now, gosh, but yeah, it's definitely are. in our conditioning. Oh, for sure it is. Um, and we've all been in the process of unpacking that. Yeah.
0: That should be a completely its own episode. We need to do another <laughs> podcast episode because that would be some good shit to talk <laughs> about. Seriously. Oh my <laughs> Absolutely. goodness. The condition of what women are supposed to feel and do. Mm-hmm. yeah we could get deep into that stuff so you so you st- you started on this whole journey mm-hmm. of going into counseling and this relationship and then the awakening yes happened. so i had i went through this dark night of the soul um
1: and was terrified mm-hmm. of what i knew in my heart um needed to happen which was for me to really address all of this, which is I get to honor because I see this um, experience this, you know, on a regular basis with the people that I'm honored to hold space with and for is it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's it's scary to go into those darker shadowy places of ourself, you know, um, yet that's where our greatest treasures are. Mm -hmm. so I was, there was a part of me that was terrified, you know, to go there, quote unquote, and really get to the root of, um, this pattern of, you know, controlling and fixing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also there was a part of me that knew that most likely this relationship was ending. Um, and that's no matter what the circumstances are, that's never an easy path to walk Mm -hmm. for a person. So, fortunately um i was in alignment and had a foundation of the knowing that i have a soul
0: mm-hmm. that i'm
1: not just on in this human suit you know i have a soul that there is an, a benevolent force in the universe call it god spirit source goddess whatever resonates um and that that was A foundation that I could really lean into Mm -hmm. to support me in walking through this journey. So I did, and my, oh my gosh, like as I walked through it, my spiritual awakening and expansion of consciousness just went on this massive um, track of, I mean, where synchronicities, magic, opportunities um, just kept flowing. Into my path, one of them being getting to be initiated as a Reiki healer. Um, I was still in clinical psychotherapy, yet on the side was, you know, just on all these. Explorations of my esoteric, metaphysical, you know, curiosities and transformations, and I was starting to bring that into my practice. Some um, doing a lot of meditation and visualization with people. I had, I I bet a lot of us out here are familiar with angel cards. Mm -hmm. I had a bowl of angel cards in my office, and would always have somebody choose an angel card. And so I was starting to blend the pathways. Um, And then in 2011, which I know for many of us was a massive um, opening for Mm -hmm. expanding our consciousness and really starting to awaken um, into our divinity, um, I had the opportunity to go to Nine Gates Mystery School, which just to share a a little bit, that could be another podcast as well, the Mystery School experience. I think being on... Planet Earth right now is a mystery school experience. (laughs) Um, But mystery schools have been part of um, humanity's journey for thousands of years now. And it's a deep dive into embodying ancient wisdom through direct experience. So um, the one that I got to go to, Nine Gates, um, was actually based on the chakra system. So the gates are the chakras. And every single gate has a um wisdom teacher that comes in from the different wisdom traditions and and shares that um those ancient practices and it's a lot of ceremony and ritual and and really it was another deep dive into oh, myself oh my god having to um, unpack a lot of old 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 stuff oh, and yeah. also remember oh, okay. amazing um, aspects of who I am and and how interconnected everything is, so once I went through that experience, it, i couldn 't pretend yeah, of course to not know what I knew, which was it was time to leave clinical psychotherapy yeah, like The traditional the traditional mm-hmm. and for me, a lot of that was um, my deep passion for holistic healing and it did not resonate for me to work with diagnoses, Mm -hmm. um, to work with insurance companies Mm, and things like that. That just was not in alignment. It, it has its place or it wouldn't be here. Right. Exactly. Um, yet that wasn't my path anymore. So I took the leap of faith. It was a big leap of faith. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you did it.
0: (laughs) So glad you did it.
1: (laughs) Left that, um, world and opened up a holistic healing business right before the turn of into
0: 2012 holy crud heather that's incredible So uh, I know there's going to be some viewers that are listening to this, and you're probably asking yourself, like, what in the heck is Reiki, and what does this do for me? How do you go from being a counselor to now a Reiki counselor? Like, what does that mean? So maybe we could get into a little bit of what Reiki is and, like, kind of the purpose behind Reiki. Beautiful. Yes, one of my
1: favorite... You too. Favorite things to talk about and share about and invite others to remember. Um, so, Reiki actually um, means universal life force energy, and it is the healing energy of the universe, of God's spirit source. Again, whatever name you have to define that benevolent, creative intelligence um, that. It lives within all of us. So that healing energy is something that we all have. Um, it's part of our what I say our divine birthright to have access to it. We're meant to um, experience complete wellness of mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Um, we, we do have the capacity to do that. And what has happened over time is we have shut ourselves off um, honestly to receiving a lot. Oh, we totally
0: have. Like, I mean, I feel like we've been conditioned to shut ourselves off. Absolutely. Like, Like as a child, you're so optimistic and open. And I mean, think about it, you guys, like the little kids have these imaginations of like fairies and angels. And like, we just, we lose sight of all of that for some reason. Like it just starts to shift out that it's not anything magical anymore. And we, I feel like those are gateways to being more connected with the universe and with one another. So, yes, yes, absolutely.
1: And um, I will get back to Reiki because Reiki is a part of all this, but I do feel guided to affirm what you just said in that what is happening within all of us and across the planet is we are getting back to that. Um, childlike place of, um, curiosity and wonder and awe in the magic yeah. that we are. And I know we can look out at what's happening, um, across the world right now. And that seems completely counterintuitive to what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and, um, the, what we are navigating as a family of humanity, right now is really bringing forth all of the shadows like mm-hmm. I was referring to. I you know, have multiple times gone into my own being and um, connected with those shadowy aspects and shed light on them mm-hmm. for healing and transformation. And I feel like many of us are doing that. And that is a call to action for the whole family of humanity. So yeah. that's what's in process. Um, so we can get back to um, that core part of ourselves who are loving and accepting and mm-hmm. compassionate and and receptive.
0: Oh my gosh, I know. Like there's just I always see all these like memes on like Facebook and Instagram when it like going through some dark times as we have over the last couple of years even with our own country, but when events come up or ceremonies or things that we celebrate, we always go back to like this picture of these two children and they might be of different races. Mm-hmm. And that there's no, like, there's no hate. There's no, there's um, just this pureness and purity of just love and compassion in which we are all born to have. I feel like it's just so conditioned and taught to learn what, what the complete opposite of that is. And then it just sticks with us and we grow it and it manifests into things that, like, Gosh, I think it's you're so true though. We are we are on a cycle. There's so many of us who are on a journey of spiritually awakening and connecting deeper with these words like compassion and understanding. And the reality is, is like it's gonna happen whether we want it to or not. It's gonna just hit us over the head yes. at some point. Yes. At it, least hopefully, with people like us who are trying to get get the message out there, you guys.
1: You're absolutely on point, Melissa. It is happening. And there is a movement um, that Barbara Marks Hubbard, who's a a beloved um, spiritual leader, evolutionary leader, and she coined a term called conscious evolution. Mm. And she started talking about this decades ago, that you know, it is happening. Like like it or not, it's happening. Yep. And of course, why wouldn't we like it? Yeah, e- evolution, conscious evolution, yeah. evolving, remembering we're spiritual beings, having these human experiences. We're love. We're compassion. We're interconnected with all yeah. that is. Um, so we can be in this path of conscious evolution mm-hmm. and a willingness to, you know, evolve and and look at the the patterns that don't serve us anymore and being willing to shift them. And that begins on an individual level, of course. And then that just ripples out into our families, our communities, our
0: countries, our our planet. You know, and I bet you there's some people, I've even had these questions asked, even for myself, it's like, okay, I want to feel what you're saying. So like, what are some of the steps that I need to take in order to spiritually wake up? Or to experience that wholeness or that connection with everything around me, whether that might be Reiki or tools like the mind calendar um, or some of those things. So, what do you feel like are some of those different ways that people can start? Like the seekers, how, what can they do to start waking up? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's too early question. to drink any tequila right now, you guys, but we are going there. That is the
1: question of the, the decade, for sure. This lifetime, I would say, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, first and foremost, having the curiosity about it. Just like we were speaking to, that childlike curiosity. Like being open to what is possible beyond what we've been conditioned to believe. Like if we can lean into that... And then begin to what you're feeling curious about specifically, like if it's a book or if it's a speaker, it's a podcast, Mm -hmm. um, it's an oracle deck, um, it's an essential oil or a crystal, whatever, you know, there's so many modalities, Reiki, there's so many modalities out there that if you're feeling a curiosity or a pull towards, I would reflect that that's your soul. I often say your, I am present. So the part of you that is, you know, so much bigger than you could honestly ever consciously conceive. That's that part of you that's beckoning you to explore. And I say, follow the energy. Mm -hmm. So just follow the energy, pick up that book, listen to that podcast, you know, grab that crystal and sit with that crystal. Try Reiki. Um, have, have your, uh, cards read, you know, what, even though there might be conditioning that tells you that, oh, this is BS, you Mm -hmm. know, or woo woo. I don't like to use woo woo anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, because it really, um, invalidates the power Mm -hmm. of, of all of these modalities to really transform who we are.
0: I will have to say, I have to tell you guys my story because I was that curious. I had so much curiosity around Reiki. This was like, I don't know, six years ago. It was a long time ago. Um, When I met Heather, she was actually my yoga student, which is kind of funny. I had no idea that this is what you had offered at the time. And a girlfriend of mine was saying, oh, I met with this gal named Heather and I'm doing Reiki and I'm doing this whole program where I'm learning about, you know, the Mayan calendar. And I was just like, oh, well, I don't know what that is, but I've heard Reiki being in the yoga community. I'm like, oh, I believe in chakras and energy points. I'm like, I want to try this out. So I reached out to Heather. I was like, you know, I just want to book a Reiki session. I don't know about the other stuff, but I just want to book the Reiki session. When I went in and had my experience with Heather, which was by, honestly, you guys, it was amazing if you haven't experienced Reiki before, like it will, it is life-changing. Like the emotions and the energy you feel afterwards is really indescribable. But, um, so I booked this session with Heather. I go in, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my yoga student, Heather. Why didn't I connect the dots? I'm like, that's so crazy. I'm so excited. So, We get in and we chit-chat a little bit, which was great. I think the balance of me being able to sit with a counselor and be able to talk through some of the things that I know have been heavy on my heart and my life, and then complementing that with Reiki to help move that energy, it's like the perfect combo, the perfect combo. So I get on the table, and at first I was like, do I close my eyes? Um, And then she starts doing Reiki and I'm like, okay, this feels like magnets opposing each other. That's what it feels like. And I could feel lots of heat. And all of a sudden I went into this like trance where I started visualizing and seeing things. And the things that reached out to me, which I thought were super weird, I saw this like eagle head. Like, it looked like it was, like, on a Native American head or something. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm thinking that because of the music I'm listening to right now. I'm like, but this image came up. And then shortly after, I saw this, like, white dog, this, like, poodly white dog. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm thinking that because we just got our golden doodle dog. I'm, like, trying to justify why I'm having weird weird images. This is This is the moral of the story here. And so then I see this, like like warrior overlooking this valley. And it was just like, I saw it like 10 or 15 times. Um, So I had all these weird colors that I felt and saw too, which are from my understanding was pretty typical at the time. And so we get done and I did not want to tell Heather what I saw, you guys. I was so like, I thought she was going to think I was super weird. So I just kept it to myself. And then Heather, she started talking about the Mayan calendar and like signatures and stuff and that I should, you know, look into maybe booking a session that way. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to freaking tell her what I saw. Maybe she understands all this stuff. If you guys could have seen the look on Heather's face when I told her the images that I saw, I mean, I, I felt like I was like, oh my gosh, she knows something I don't and I don't and I'm going to totally book another session with her. I not only did I feel high as ever, but I felt so grounded and connected and felt like a weight had been lifted off of me energetically. And so I did book another session with Heather. I did a Mayan calendar session, which at the time was called her shine program, which I believe you still have going. And she does your signatures, which are basically like the Zodiac signs of the Mayan calendar world. And you have four different signs. And she was so excited to tell me. I could tell. And she's like, well, Melissa, you're a self-existing red serpent. And these other signatures are a white dog, a blue eagle, and the yellow warrior. And I was like, holy freaking crap. I'm like, Heather, Heather those are the images that I saw in my vision and my Reiki session. She's like, I know. So that story is so impactful because that's what led me down the path of, I feel Reiki. I sense it. I can feel it in my soul. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I signed up for her shine program, which I got to study really, really in depth around the Mayan calendar. And then I was, I think I was your first round of, Reiki training too, yes. This woman has impacted my life big time, <laughs> you guys. I'm, I'm, and I'm hesitant to share her with all of y'all because if I can't get booked into a session, I'm come. You're gonna have to have like a secret, like a secret, like link for all, all your oldies to, to book sessions with you. But that's that's the beginning story of my spiritual awakening was that experience there. So I mm-hmm. feel Reiki is a huge tool to really help people bridge into that experience. So yeah. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh, oh Melissa, my thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that sacred,
1: beautiful story. And thank mm-hmm. you for following the energy mm-hmm. and um, reaching out and creating space for us to have those experiences yeah. together. Cause I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I can reflect back on my journey and just be like, oh my gosh, if I hadn't said yes I
0: know, right? to
1: this experience, you know, yeah. mystery school, Reiki, you know, initiation, there's been so many um, experiences that I've had that have um, transformed me and, and really um, brought me to who I truly am. If yeah. I had said no to those, ah!
0: Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> well, that's why I think yes. it's important, like what you said before, like you guys, if something is is pulling you like you're interested in it, then don't stop it. Go g- allow yourself to explore. Or if even this podcast, you're like, I'm interested in Reiki, Google Reiki practitioners up in your city and go try it out. Like you guys, I think this is part of this whole movement that we're in. And I mean, we're totally going to go off topic here because we're going to get into talking about some of the eclipses that are happening right now in this moment. You know, mm-hmm. we're just now getting in the decade of 2020. We're just shy of a week into January. And I like, can't wait to learn more what Heather has to share with us about all this stuff. But you guys, this all is true and makes sense. Like when you start to investigate, I think the idea of why, and maybe even shed light on some of these weird curiosity or thoughts that come through your mind or experiences. And then you hear someone like Heather or a guide or a teacher that speaks to it, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. Like this really is, there is something happening here. Oh, yes. There's (laughs) something massive happening
1: that I dare say has never, ever happened on this planet before and we can attempt to define it you know from a conscious mind place in mm-hmm. a linear place and it's so much bigger than that hence the power of creating space for for your exploration of your subconscious self, your super conscious self through energy medicine mm-hmm. sessions, through guided meditation, through sound healing, through drum journeys, you know, again, whatever you're feeling curious about, um, like Melissa shared so beautifully, you know, when she went into that altered state and was able to connect with these parts of herself that her conscious mind didn't know. Mm-mm. Now it knows. Oh Yeah. Um, yet she, you know, needed to go into those other parts of her consciousness where the, again, the wisdom of the universe lives. You know, the, we, when we go into those places and re reclaim and remember those parts of ourselves, then we can integrate that, you know, into our waking mm-hmm. life, into who we are. And I can't emphasize this enough. Never was there a time that this is more relevant and more accessible than than what we're living in now. And like Melissa said, you know, we're, we're just a week into a brand new decade. Oh, my gosh. 2020, um, I'm holding a um, play, I call them play shops versus workshops, a play shop um, this Saturday, 111, um, specifically about 2020 vision, you know, so if y'all haven't played I with that yet, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what, that's the energy we're in now, 2020. And then the symbolism of what having 2020 vision,
0: you know, really means mm-hmm. and is. Yeah. And, and that's such a huge number too. Like the number four is really number big, four. which is a big number for me. That's I, I know. it to you. Dude, I was yes. like, hopefully that is like, this is the year. This is the, we for the, the huge transformational spiritual awakening, which I believe that's what the number four really represents is Absolutely. transformation and that karmetic energy.
1: And I'll share, um, to another fun way to play with the numerology of this year that I just, um, it was brought to my aware, awareness when I was at the conference in Boulder this mm-hmm. past weekend is that it's also 22, the number 22 you can look at, mm-hmm. which is eleven eleven. Oh. My gosh, yeah, <laughs> so I would imagine many of you out there have you know run across oh, the yeah. eleven eleven seeing eleven eleven on the clock um on your phone on you know billboards or um you know we we connect with it in many different ways, and that that is a master number that's a code reminding us that we are remembering our divinity mm-hmm. so that this whole year has that code within it so oh my God. i think y'all are getting
0: the picture oh God, this yeah. is like
1: awesome awesome energy and um i before i lose this am I? Yeah, don't lose because we're totally in this beautiful flow together um i would like to um offer as a gift to you all um i have a course called um Shifting from Fear to Curiosity, and it's a 13-day course. There's our 13 again, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I'll go ahead and share, it's a divine feminine vibration. It's um, connected with the moon, 13 phases of the moon and one Earth's rotation around the sun, and it is um, an energy of creation, that feminine creation. So I have this course, um, and I would love to gift it to you all. So if, you, um, if that feels inspiring and something you'd like to experience, please feel free to reach out to me, um, shineheatherelizabeth
0: at gmail.com, and I will send you. That, that we'll, PDF. We'll put all that information, too, in this podcast episode yeah. so you guys can have access to Heather and her site and all of her amazing, beautiful offerings, too. I think that just by my own experience going through your Reiki training, y'all, this is... Heather is amazing. Like, I, like she really has been my spiritual guide and... Oh, I'm getting emotional. Ooh! Um, you know, she's... The way that she teaches and how she can connect things, like... You guys will feel it. You, you may go in not understanding why you're being connected to something, but going through any of her offerings and her um, gatherings, like you just leave feeling so whole and so aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I really do encourage if the if there is curiosity, especially if you want to become a Reiki practitioner. I know that you're offering some Reiki trainings this upcoming year too, which has been a huge. Um, facet to my women's yoga retreats to my yoga classes that I teach um, all the energy work that I've been practicing myself whether it's through nutrition coaching or just having Reiki coming through my doors like those are huge pieces it's like the heartbeat really of a lot of the things that I offer so oh my gosh y'all do it sign up and do it I'll make sure to post all of her information on this podcast so you guys have access to her um, so before we get into my calendar stuff, cause I want to have time for that. I like to play some games with my guest on, just so people get to know you a little bit more. They're super not deep at all. They're just like little 10, we're doing 10 questions. I had, I did 20 questions on my last podcast episode and ended up taking like 35 minutes cause we all chit chatted about it. So, Okay. If you had to choose a memory that impacted you, oh, we're going deep. This first one's deep. I'm sorry. Hey, we're deep, (laughs) aren't we, Melissa? We are deep. (laughs) And impacted you as either a child or adulthood or whatever. Like, what was that? What was that experience? Mm. Oh, gosh. I know. That's a deep one
1: okay, this is what's coming to me. Um, and this is circling back the, there's a thread of energy to what I was sharing at the beginning about the dark night of the soul and mm-hmm. going on oh, yeah. this tremendous healing journey. Um, so I would say, um, this, this experience is when I went to my first Al-Anon meeting, mm-hmm. which by the way, I was terrified Isn't to go to, cool. um, you know, very much out of my comfort zone. Yet again, my soul was like, girl, you go, you got You got to go. There's something beautiful on the other side of this. Just keep, keep on keeping on. And I showed up um, and the doors are always, you know, shut, of course, very symbolic, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to open up the door, don't you, to your transformation. And right before I opened up the door, I heard all this laughter inside Mm. and it just, you know, I literally like had this huge sigh, and it was like it's gonna be okay and i that's impactful and i I feel like I'm guided to share that in that um we get to keep our light heartedness even in the midst of really really difficult moments in yeah. our journey,
0: yeah
1: you know if we can find again that um that childlike nature that um is is open to the experience you know no matter what the experience is is open to it so i have i don't even know if i've ever shared that but that's what
0: that's what came through that's (laughs) incredible that would that's so impactful well let's let's go a little light over (laughs) here um so if you were to go to lunch with one of one of these people who would it be bill murray or alec baldwin
1: I'm a 30 Rock fanatic, so
0: Alec Baldwin, for sure. Oh, yeah. I would
1: love... I'm, hold, I'm totally so holding funny. that intention.
0: Hey, we'll kind we'll of that out there. So what was your most embarrassing childhood memory? Mm. So I'll go, I'll go dark, <laughs> deep to like funny and light. <laughs> the
1: most embarrassing childhood oh, gosh. memory. Okay, so what's coming up for me... Um, is I was in elementary school in Dallas, mm-hmm. and I got I was very physically sick. So oh, I'll no. go back to Reiki. My there's something going on with my solar plexus. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> my digestion was really off, and I got very nauseated. And it was like one of those oh, things no. where I I couldn't make uh-uh. it to the bathroom, <gasps> and I got sick in oh, front no. of my whole classroom all my classmates and it was oh no Mm -hmm. I was horrified I was so embarrassed I did not want to go back the next day and and my mom I will never forget she's like Heather you go back in that classroom and you hold your head high oh
0: yeah and
1: I did and it was I really was able to be like you know because she mirrored that to me, I I was like, I got this. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, you I know? love that. And it's like again with the perfectionism. I know. You know what? Yeah. We may barf in front of people. Yeah, we may barf. We may do way <laughs> more than barf in front may. of people. It might happen. You know, and we're not perfect beings, so and yeah. we're not meant to be, and exactly. it's okay. That doesn't take away from our value. Yes. So I that love was. That. But oh my gosh, when it yeah.
0: happened, it was so embarrassing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to use that. Hold your head up high for my little ones. Yes. Um, okay, what is your biggest fear? Like what scares mm. you? I can be <sighs> something simple like a spider. I love spiders. I it's no, like it's no creatures. I know there's no, no creatures. creatures. They're all
1: animal medicine um, there. Gosh, my biggest fear, um, oh, this is what's coming up, is that um, humanity repeats mm-hmm. um, the cycle oh, of God, war. I know. I know. That is that is a fear, and um, it's something that I I look at, and then I choose to look at um, a reality that does not yep. have war and focus yeah. my intention yeah. and attention and heart in that direction. Yes.
0: Um, I love that. It, it feels important to speak to oh that, gosh, especially now. To. Especially right now. Um, what's your favorite TV series? Mm. So this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna seem like dark, maybe.
1: Oh. Um, to this day, six feet under is one of my very favorite oh my series yeah. ever. Um, just brilliant and beautiful and raw and real and groundbreaking. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a good series. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, what's what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. What's your biggest so my, pet peeve? So my
1: wife, Jen, would say my biggest pet peeve is, like, when she leaves her towel on the bed, um, her wet towel on the bed. <laughs> it's, like, silly. I, I am, like, kind of weird about stuff like that. Um, but honestly, I would say my biggest pet peeve is ignorance, is, yeah, is, I know. is bigotry. Yes. And so that's something, like, when I am... Checking in with myself, it's like, well, that's where I can do some more
0: work. Yeah. Um, and have compassion. Yes. Even for that. God, those but, are my words. <laughs> compassion and understanding. Yeah. Every time. even maybe when Jen puts them, <laughs> tell them exactly. the toe in or when my <laughs> husband freaking does a heart to cut her to fresh. Um, are you black tea or coffee drinker? Coffee drinker. Oh, coffee I love drinker. my lattes, Gosh, my almond milk lattes. Yes. I don't have any. Remorse or embarrassment for my coffee. I have one huge ass cup of coffee every single yeah. morning, and it gets me up in the morning. It gets me up. It motivates me, especially on mornings like today. Are you an ocean or a mountain girl? Mm. I've got to choose.
1: You oh do. gosh! I, know. I would say if I must choose, um, it's definitely the ocean. Yeah, I I do have part mermaid. I know you energy. Are yeah,
0: yeah. The ocean, ugh. you know what's weird about the ocean for me? I love the ocean. The mountains like are my soul. Mm. I feel like if I'm at the beach too long, the energy is too much for me. Mm. It's like too strong. Like I have to get out of here because it's so much. But I love the ocean too. But when I'm in the mountains though, I'm like, that's my soul mm. right there. So are you an early riser or a night owl? It's so
1: funny. It's totally flip flopped as I've gotten older. Uh Like I'm an early riser now, Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean I'm in bed usually by ten.
0: Do you have what's your morning rituals?
1: Well, the the first one before I get out of bed, um, I connect with the thirteen moon dream spell. Mm -hmm. Melissa's um, planted seeds about the Mayan calendar, so this is um, based on the Mayan calendar. I connect with. The um, what's called a galactic signature, so it's basically a guidepost for aligning with synchronicity for the day. So, I that's the first thing that I connect with, and what my intention intentions are for that day. And then it's, my routine is um, taking care of our five animals,
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> letting the puppies out. Oh my gosh, they're not gonna let you the cats. have a ritual anyways, they're gonna be all up in your business. <laughs> yes. I try really hard to like when I wake up early, like usually I wake up at 5.30 and I'll tiptoe out of my bedroom because if the dogs hear me, it's over. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to take them out to the bathroom and then they're going to be hungry and they think it's time to eat and it's not and they won't leave me alone and by that point my kids start waking up. You guys have no idea. (laughs) Um, Okay, what's your mantra? Mm. I am that I am... I am that I am. I love that. And I have to ask, I end my questions always with this question. Green juice or tequila? At this stage in my life, green juice. <laughs> At a stage in
1: my life, it was definitely tequila. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's a good one.
1: <laughs> so you, yes. And I love that you are bringing in that balance, the yeah. unity of the two. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, they just represent some. People yeah. can relate to it. Yes. I'm in a stage in my life where I have a stiff drink at night and that's typically tequila. I've had some justifications on why it's good for us too, (laughs) just to make myself feel better out there. And then green juice, I can't, that's a relationship I just can't break Mm -hmm. up with. It's that holistic, holy, real stuff that we all have inside of us. Yay, wasn't that fun? It was so much fun. Love it. Break it up a little bit. (laughs) Okay, guys, now we're gonna get into some really cool stuff. I I don't want you guys to get lost up in this podcast because this is like this is gonna be I think a moment where it this is gonna wake people up. So let's get right into the dream spell and the calendar and let's talk about like the signatures and Just kind of have people have an understanding of like the history of all of this. Mm -hmm. Because I think when people hear Mayan calendar, it goes to a completely different story than what it is. So I'll let you take over here. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. So
1: I feel called um, to open up the sharing around this, um, which is honestly my favorite subject, I would say. And that's saying a lot (laughs) Um, to loop back to when I was sharing about my 13 year old self who had the psychic reading and it, I said it was 1987 and it was, um, I turned 13 just a few moons after the harmonic convergence. And I Mm -hmm. shared what that was. Um, so the being, um, amazing evolutionary leader, teacher, author, um, beautiful soul named Jose Arguelles, is who actually organized the whole harmonic convergence. And like I said, there were millions of people across the planet that came together um, August 16th and 17th to meditate, pray for peace and unity consciousness on the planet. And way back then, there were not cell phones, there was no internet, um, everything, you know, all the ways that this was brought together was through newspaper articles, word of mouth. That was the big one. And he did some TV interviews as well. Um, but Jose had spent his whole adult life, um, which he was, he had a vision at 14 years old, um, that his life's work was to bring back, the ancient wisdom of the Maya people, especially their calendar systems, their relationship to mathematics, astronomy, astrology, to bring that wisdom back into this modern day to support humanity in fully embracing the potential of this time that we're living in, that we've been speaking to um, during our um, time together today. So Jose spent his whole adult life preparing himself um, through studying with indigenous Mayas, through you know studying the calendar systems through meditation, all of his practices, to prepare himself to bring through this what I call an ascension tool, so it's essentially a tool to support us in evolving our consciousness and moving into the next level um, of our capacity as spiritual beings. Um, to bring through this tool that's called the 13 Moon Dream, dream Spell. So, Jose brought this um, tool through um, in 8990, so it hasn't been around for that long. And it is a gateway for all of us to realign our minds with the mind of nature. So, it um, offers us an opportunity to align with what we call natural time. So the organic cycles and patterns of nature, of the cosmos, which, because we are a part of all of that, these are patterns that we are all um, adhering to. Many of us um, are doing that unconsciously, Mm -hmm. yet, you know, we are definitely a part of all of this. And um, what has happened over the last several hundred years is the uh, majority of humanity, I would say... Um, We have been following an artificial time um, mode, which that's our Gregorian calendar and our clock. Um, And that has really created this void um, between humanity and nature and humanity and one another. And so many of us have fallen into this illusion that we're separate and we are behaving in that way and I don't need to talk. I mean, we all know, you know, what's showing up um, to show us that um, we've been in this toxic pattern. And so the dream spell, um, it is a calendar. It's called a galactic calendar. It supports us in realigning our consciousness with those natural cycles um, and patterns of creation. And so when we are able to do that, when we are able to realign our consciousness, Our experiences of synchronicity are constant. And synchronicity, there's so many definitions out there about what that is. Um, It really is the universe reflecting to you that you're, you're in alignment. Yeah. That you're following the energy. You're following your heart. You're in tune with your soul. You're in tune with all that is. Um, so your experiences of synchronicity, which I don't know about y'all, but that to me is magic. Oh, like too. when I have a synchronistic experience, I'm like, oh my God, I just get so excited. It feels so amazing. And, you know, regardless of what is going on in the outward world, which not to negate all of that, it, it affirms to me that there's something purposeful yeah. happening, that there is meaning to it our lives. it's
0: reassuring, you know, like the, the little... Uh, when you have this thought, I, I catch myself doing this too. I'll think of something I'm, or a thought will pop up, and then seconds later, that thought comes to light. And I'm like, holy crud, how crazy is that? Yes. Yeah, it's like we all have it intuitively inside of us. We, we absolutely just, do. Just have to wake up a little bit. Yes. Just a little bit, y'all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you are, by the way, if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. it's very indicative that you are on a path of conscious evolution. Yeah. I would reflect. Um, so we have this beautiful—I um, call it a technology—thirteen moon dream spell technology um, that supports us in realigning with nature, and it also supports us in remembering our potential as human beings. And the way that it does that is it invites us into the archetypal um, realm of our consciousness and. Um, Melissa mentioned the zodiac, and I know probably most of us at this point know what our sign quote unquote is. Well, those signs are archetypes. Those are aspects of our human potential. And it also, there's the shadowy parts of those Mm -hmm. archetypes as well. So that's inviting us into looking at our shadows and and healing those. So the dream spell has a system, um, an archetypal system based on your birth date. And um, we're used to looking at Zodiac signs, 12 main signs. Mm -hmm. I know there's a 13th one maybe that's Mm -hmm. Mm floating. I haven't looked a whole lot into that. But, you know, 12, 13, right? (laughs) Well, in this system, there are 260 different archetypes, and they're called galactic signatures. So a huge part of my work is to activate um, people into their signatures and I was and am inspired to do that because my activation into my signature absolutely changed my entire world. Um mm-hmm. Melissa shared that I'm a modern day wizard mm-hmm. and I I remembered that part of myself through the dream spell. Um my galactic signatures white planetary wizard and you don't have to, yeah. your, your, yeah, your conscious mind is not no. going to understand that. No. Um, but I just invite you to feel that. And even, um, after listening to Melissa and I, um, talk today, you know, you might have a sense of what, um, a wizard is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remembered that part of myself. It was so incredibly validating and affirming, um, of, how i have felt to be yet you know really hid um those parts of myself um i i was beginning to awaken to them and bring them to the forefront and then being activated into my signature just completely gave me i would say permission mm-hmm. you know it's like oh this is who i oh, am and yeah. and the these signatures i mentioned it's our potential um these signatures are maps i would say Um, to us remembering and aligning with why we're here,
0: yeah, you
1: know, and what our mission is here, like how we are to um, serve the planet. And I often say every single one of us has divine gifts. Everybody on this planet um, has something very special and unique to contribute to what is unfolding or you wouldn't be here. And the 13 moon dream spell in this technology is a beautiful um, tool to remember and to consciously align with these parts of ourselves. So one more thing I feel called to say, Melissa, about it is um, you heard me say 13 moon dream spell. Um, This is a natural calendar, galactic calendar that follows the cycles of the moon. And so that in itself is a gateway for humanity to consciously realign with the feminine, mm-hmm. with that essence of the feminine that the moon embodies. And we know that a massive part of the awakening that's been happening these last few years has been around the, the, the reclaiming of the feminine mm-hmm. and the feminine coming into balance with the masculine. And we've got a ways to go. Yes, we do. And... I invite us to celebrate
0: how far we have come. Oh, I know we really have have come so far, and I'm I'm hearing it more and more through even teachers that, you know, I are even in conversations. I'm grateful that so many women have come to the forefront to speak loudly about all of these topics, and and y'all, masculine and feminine doesn't necessarily mean man and woman. It it can represent the energy of having to be, not being vulnerable. Um, not like what we talked to at the beginning, you know, we can't cry. We can't do all these things as women. Cause we're seen as weak. Like that is all nonsense. Like we have to get, be part of that divine feminine by saying, yes, I can be vulnerable. And yes, it's completely human nature and natural for me to cry. And, but there's a time of learning how to balance and harness your ma- your your masculine energy in a way that aligns your body and both energies together. So I think that at least this is what ha- this program has really brought a lot of awareness for me or topics like that, mm-hmm. like those there too. So
1: absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, Melissa. That's so nice. important and to realize that every single one of us has the masculine and the feminine energies within us. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether you are embodied as a woman, you're identified as a woman, you know, you have
0: feminine Mm -hmm. and you have masculine. And And as do men, men have both too. Absolutely. Like I look at my husband even like, you know, he, we see, we keep saying woo woo on stuff, but he like, he's just as connected to feminine energy as much as a woman or any of us would be. I mean, it's we got to balance out our guys out there, too. God, they need it. Yes. And they want it. And there's a lot of good guys out there. Yeah. Like, I feel like we... I know that, like, the Me Too movement's really, really loud right now, which I'm so grateful for. But it's like there are some good individual men out there who are just understanding and embody all of that as well, too. So absolutely. And the ones that are not are are really yearning to. I know. Whether
1: they consciously know that or not. Yeah. Like it's a, they've been conditioned to repress yeah. that feminine yeah. part of themselves. So we are just, you know, in this incredible moment of we are. humanity's story where we're, we're healing all of these old patterns. And I use the word transmutation, you know, we are, um, it's alchemy We're we're transforming mm-hmm. these, these old patterns and, um, transforming the lead into gold. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just, I cannot stress enough how amazing it is to get to be a part of all of this. And all of you are a beautiful, sacred thread um, to what is evolving on our planet and i just i get to say
0: thank you for being here i know i well i'm thankful that you're here and i'm so grateful that you know you're you've been so willing to allow these gifts to kind of come up to, even on this podcast, like I'm, I'm excited for our viewers and listeners to be able to listen to this. And like we said before, y'all, like I will make sure to put everything down in the podcast information so you guys can reach out to Heather, book sessions with her. Um, she's got a, a couple upcoming trainings that I think are coming on in the spring and maybe even in fall. Um, she does retreats. So, if you are even curious the slightest, I would like we've been talking about take that step forward and reach out. Whether if even if you're not in Austin, I know that Heather's available. To you, even via Skype. And when she she had a hot second, she moved away from me for a little while. I <laughs> thought I was going to have an epileptic meltdown. I was so sad, but I was able to do phone sessions and Skype with her, and they were just as magical. So, Heather, thank you so much for being on this. I am so freaking grateful <laughs> for you. This was awesome.
1: Thank you, Melissa. You are a beautiful, beautiful, bright light in this world, and we are all so blessed that you are stepping into this part of your evolution and sharing of yourself and inviting others to share authentically. So thank you. You're welcome. Just so excited. And,
0: honored to get to be a part of your creation. Thanks. I'm excited (laughs) you're here too. Well, y'all, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to subscribe below. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Podcaster, and Google Play. Thanks, you guys.